0: This is a 98FM podcast.
1: An awful lot of people, as you know, were emigrating in our thousands, but emigration is something that's been at the top of everyone's mind for the past couple of years, whether through necessity, whether people are going away because they just want a change and they want out of the doom and gloom. But someone who's an expert on it and has teamed up with Lion's Tea to help bring people home is author and historian Dermot Ferreter. You're welcome to the show. How are you doing?
0: Lovely to talk to you. How are you?
1: I'm good, thanks. I'm so good. Now, um, you are an expert, of course, on Irish emigration and uh, recently Fine Gael TD, John Perry, came in for a bit of flack by saying that people are leaving Ireland by choice. What do you make of that?
0: There's nothing new in these kind of controversies. I think every time a politician has opened their mouth about emigration, they've got into some kind of trouble because they generally will touch a raw nerve. Yeah. Uh, Michael Noon and the Minister for Finance did this last year as well, when he, he referred to emigration and choice in the same sentence. Mm. Uh, of course, not all emigration is forced emigration, and not all emigration is as a result of economic distress, but most of it can be seen as something that's involuntary. And I think when people hear about choice, uh, it can spark very strong reactions in them, because they feel that their particular situation is not being understood, or or sometimes they feel that politicians are trying to, to get a, off the responsibility for yeah. dealing with uh, the economic circumstances that are forcing them to go. So that's been the case going right back to the, the 1940s when politicians have, have, have entered this debate. Uh, it does lead to quite a negative reaction because, you know, it's not perhaps appreciating the full human impact of, of immigration and all the dislocation and identity issues that it raises.
1: A- absolutely. Now I will talk about the Lions campaign in a while that you're involved with and I want to ask people if you want to text me on 52981 what do you miss the most when you're away because I know Lions did a survey but 52981 what you miss most when you're away. But Dermot, um Emigration, I know, has been with us for hundreds of years. Is, yeah. is it a shock to us now after having what, what everybody hates now, uh, calling the Celtic Tiger? Do you think it's just a shock to our system now?
0: Well, I think when you look at the people who are affected, I mean, if you look at the history of Irish emigration, you know, particularly in the 20th century, there was obviously huge emigration in the 19th century and after the famine, but even in the 20th century, you know, we've, we've had these kind of cycles of economic distress you know, we had the 1950s, which is a huge decade for immigration. We mm. had the 1980s, a huge decade that's for immigration. Right. And here we are again. The difference, of course, um, is that you had now have a generation who grew up with the Celtic tiger. Uh, they weren't really familiar, I suppose, with the economic recession and that's no fault of their own. You know, it's just a, an accident of when they were born. Absolutely, yeah. So I suppose in terms of expectations and the wishes and the hopes that they might have had, there's certainly been a huge blow. So, you know, that for them psychologically is, is, is obviously very difficult to deal with. Um, and they're looking now, of course, at, at uh, very different expectations than they may have had even six or seven years ago, you know, when they may have been thinking about what they would end up doing and thinking about the choices that they would have in Ireland. Uh, and, of course, they're looking at a very, very different kind of, of, of option now. So I think for them, it's it's particularly difficult, sure. Yeah.
1: Is it forced immigration or, you know, going somewhere to look for work? What What does it do to, I suppose, the people who are left behind? What does it do to the psyche of the people in Ireland? Do you you think it it puts a completely different sheen on it as such?
0: Oh, it really does. I mean, you can never underestimate the human impact of immigration. I mean, we can talk now in the modern era about Skype and about email and about cheap flights and the idea that people can come back much more regularly or they can see their family members through Skype or on screen. But you can't replace the human contact. And I think for those who are left behind, they may be able to see them more often. They may be able to communicate with them more often. But if you're a parent and you have raised a family, uh, you know nobody in that situation wants to see those kids leave. And I think for all that's changed with regard to immigration, that has stayed the same. You know the great sadness of having to watch loved ones leave and and missing their company. And for the people who are abroad, then of course that's the what they really miss is the human contact. So I think it's also very difficult for parents and for grandparents as well. Um, you know, just not being able to have that, that very special human contact and bond, that's always been the great sadness of, of that kind of dislocation, you know.
1: Absolutely. In in your experience, Dermot, do, when people go uh, away, I mean, we've all travelled at, at some stage, I suppose, in our lives, you know, but mm. do do they tend to, to return? Is there a want to come back or do you think people say, oh, feck it and, and they settle?
0: Oh, no, it's very mixed. If you look at the 1980s emigrants, and there were an awful lot of emigrants in the 1980s, half of them came back during the Celtic Tiger. Really? Now, that would suggest that, uh, even with what we're going through at the moment, that you may well be looking at half of emigrants who who stay away. It depends on what stage of life you're at. What we're witnessing now is, is different than previous cycles of emigration in that there are more families emigrating. And if you emigrate with a family, a young family, you're, you're much less likely to return mm. because your kids will integrate and you know there'll be various- uh, School
1: schools, and all that kind of stuff. All yeah. that stuff and various yeah. commitments.
0: So it's a very mixed bag in that sense. I mean, if you're very young and you're going out and you're single and you're picking up experience, um, it may well be that the economic cycle would allow you to return To a job in Ireland and you could still be relatively young and you could, you know, be thinking about settling down back in Ireland. So it really depends on what stage of life you're at. You know, what's very interesting is is, is the way the age profile has gone up a bit in relation to immigration, because a lot of people who were affected most heavily by the recession in their 30s and their 40s, you know, they are are finding now, some of them, that it's their only option. And, you know, it's very difficult to to know what options will be available for them in terms of, of whether or not they can come back.
1: Absolutely. And you know, at that stage as well, I mean, it is harder to make new friends, you know, yeah. because I know with, with friends of mine who may be married to, to somebody from another country, and when they come, it's much harder, you know, if if you're not from Ireland or if you're Irish in another country, to actually start all over again with new friends. So it, it must be very tough. Oh,
0: very much. I mean, it's always this question of, of integration. And you know, the way I describe it is a lot of immigrants have to move between two different worlds. You know, they're Irish, but they're also Irish abroad and they often gravitate towards each other when they're abroad mm. cuz it you know it, it helps them with their their homesickness uh, and yet at the same time they have to adapt to their their new country their host country and i think that kind of dual identity almost that double identity can actually get quite difficult for people and sometimes quite exhausting in a in a psychological way so uh, you know for all the opportunities that are there to experience a different kind of of country and a different kind of world You know, a lot of people are still finding that their Irish identity is is a very important part of what they're bringing with them. So it's a question of how they manage to to reconcile their Irish identity with their their new identity.
1: Absolutely. Now, in the Year of the Gathering, tell us what you're you're involved with, Dermot. Just let me give out that number again, 53981. We're asking about when you are away, what you miss uh, most. Just text in 53981. Tell us what you're doing with Lions, Dermot. Well,
0: the Lions survey, they did a survey of of immigrants who have actually since returned about what they missed most, um and it like it threw up some very interesting results when you consider you know all the headlines that have been generated about the irish drinking and boozing abroad yes yeah yeah uh, you know what what this survey found was that to get a taste of home People actually prefer the idea of sitting down and indulging in one of the oldest rituals of all, which is just drinking a cup of tea uh, with someone that they're close to, catching up and chatting. And again, it goes back to this question of the of the, the human bonds and the need for company. Uh, and of course, you know that's a very Irish thing, sitting around with the with the cup of tea. Uh, so you know that they were more likely to be doing that uh, than to be boozing in the bar. Um, but there's a few other things that threw up as well. About I thought the St Patrick's Day. Aspect was interesting. Go on, because thirty-one percent of those who were surveyed didn't bother celebrating Saint Patrick's Day when they're away. When they're away, which sometimes make you makes you think that Saint Patrick's Day can often be more important for people of Irish ancestry as opposed to first-generation Irish. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, in the past, if you go way back. Irish people were celebrating St. Patrick's Day abroad to kind of reinforce their religious and national identity. Maybe those things aren't as, as as important anymore that they don't feel the need to kind of parade their identity to the same extent as they did in the past. God, that,
1: that's startling, isn't
0: it? You know, it? It is quite interesting. Yeah, it yeah, is interesting, were, yeah. A lot of people had a very kind of low-key approach to it. Mm. And then there are those, of course, who who the thing that they miss the most is actually sitting down for the Christmas dinner. And it goes back to this situation about what you can and can't recreate you know, uh, of course you can you can do what you would do at home but mm. it never really feels quite the same
1: No it doesn't, so, I remember um, being in New Zealand actually uh, for Christmas after I got married and it felt so peculiar.
0: Yeah it would, it would feel quite alien to people and of course it can create that great pang of homesickness as well Um, So there's a few interesting things. It goes back to what we were saying about, you know, some aspects of immigration change, but then there's those that remain constant. A lot of the Lions survey findings are are about those themes, I suppose, that don't change that much. The one big difference, of course is that this survey found that nobody writes letters anymore. Now, that's hardly surprising. Yeah. You know, when you consider email and Skype and everything that's else. That's right,
1: and mobile phones, the, the, the whole lot. Uh, so what what are lines uh, T doing? They're actually going to bring somebody home, are they?
0: What they want to do is, yeah, they want to bring people home. And uh, I suppose it fits nicely into the theme of the gathering. You know, the idea is that uh, people will write into them uh, explaining why they want a particular loved one to come home and they're going to do a monthly draw and there's going to be a series of flights on offer each month and the idea is that they would fly home that loved one um, which is, a, you know, it's a lovely thing to do Absolutely, when you yeah I mean, that's, it's, it's expensive to come particularly for those who are in Australia and yes. Canada and far-flung places like that so the idea, I suppose, is to try and um, I suppose deal with that whole question of, of those who are missing home and those at home who are missing loved ones that they can uh, somehow facilitate a reunion
1: Absolutely. All right. Well, listen, uh, the best look with the campaign. Of course, if anybody wants to, if you want to enter it, it's called uh, Lions to Bring the Talk Home. And you can log on Facebook um, uh, forward slash Lines. Or you can find it on the Joan Lee page as well on 98fm.com. German, for now, it's been really lovely talking to you.
0: A pleasure. Thanks a so lot. You've been listening to a 98fm podcast. Download more at 98fm.com.